have landed on the Business Conservatory podcast. This is a transparency-driven podcast helping you understand your unlimited earning potential. If you're ready to crush it with your business, let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I am feeling on cloud nine, I'm feeling probably a million and 10%. And I know half of that is just because the sun is shining And I feel like I haven't seen the sun shining here in Oregon for months. I'm not typically someone that thrives off of sunshine, but for some reason, particularly this winter is just hitting me. So seeing the sun out, getting all of those just good vitamin D vibes is just really putting me in the best mood to give this podcast episode. So today we are going to be talking about how to look for opportunity in times of uncertainty. And guys, I can I tell you, I read the most fantastic book on this topic. It is called The Upside of Uncertainty. The author is Nathan Furr, F-U-R-R. Wow, I have never seen anything more comprehensive about this topic. So if you love this conversation and you feel like kind of expanding on it, highly recommend this book. I'm going to put it in the show notes for you, just so that way you can have the opportunity to kind of dive in more. So I have a feeling that you're really going to enjoy this as much as I do. So let's kind of talk about the points. When we're looking about how to look for opportunity in times of uncertainty, I literally can't think of better timing for this episode because it feels like the number of times I've heard the word recession today has been absurd, way too much. In fact, I, <laughs> I never want to hear it again, but it's something that regardless, I feel like uncertainty is being kind of hit over our heads again and again and again. We are hearing it from all different angles. We're hearing the recession. We're hearing market crash. We're hearing like just all these different things that just seem to be coming out. And I don't think I have seen this much fear around times like this since 2020, back when like things were really kind of amping up there. I haven't seen that much uncertainty since. And now it's kind of starting to feel that way. And I think we're all kind of traumatized a little bit because it it feels serious and it feels significant. I just want to let you know that these tips are going to just really put you in a good headspace. So immerse yourself. Let's dive in. So we want to first open our minds up to approaching the world from a more curious standpoint. Now, curiosity is one of the most underrated and underutilized feelings and kind of headspaces to be in. Because when you're approaching your world from a place of radical curiosity, you kind of almost like approach it like a scientist in a way, where you're kind of seeing everything almost from like a third party perspective. It no longer feels like you're viewing everything with the biases that you tend to go about navigating your day to day life with. I want you to begin by starting to approach your world from a place of interesting. Let's let's see what happens if I try this or let's see what happens when I do this. And that can be pr- that can be a tall ask when you feel like fear is kind of foreboding, but when you approach your world from a curious lens, you can really tap your mind into a neutral headspace that I think in sometimes is absolutely critical for survival. And not only that, but it allows you to really approach things from a logical perspective. I I don't know about you, but I feel like I kind of almost feel like I'm tapping into like this smarter version of myself and kind of less emotionally reactive version where I'm like, okay, let's give this a try. Let's see how this happens. And you might be like, well, Ellie, that's easy for you to say, like you're in a good position. 
And guys, we're all in the same boat here. Like when we experience times like recession, there are few people that aren't impacted in a direct way. Now, it it's true that some people will feel it more than others. But like, I just want to reassure you that I'm not just approaching this from a privileged standpoint in terms of like, oh, I'm going to be fine. Like there, I carry a lot of the same fears that you do, but I can genuinely tell you with sincerity that when I think back on all of the times in my life where the odds felt stacked against me, I remember 12 years ago, I was living in a trailer and I was trying to figure out how I was going to make my next buck. That was a really uncertain time for me. No, no offense to trailers out there. Mine wasn't a good trailer. It was literally a trailer that was, if you looked on the left-hand side of it, it was propped up by a single piece of wood. I remember that being a point in my life where it seemed literally impossible for me to think of anything good that could possibly happen to me. And to give context, it was 2010. I had just become a newlywed, which you think would be just the grounds for like the best month or the best quarter or the best first year ever. But truly, you could even ask Will this, that was one of the worst years we had ever had. And I just could not shake this feeling that I was a burden and that I had nothing to offer. I mean, talk about coming down from the wedding and completely crashing down. And I can't always blame the trailer for it, right? Like I do feel like your environment really plays a big role in how you feel and it can make you feel a whole lot worse, right? But like, for me, it was a combination of that. One of my dear childhood friends had just passed away and learning how to be married in this really confined space where we just, we weren't figuring things out and everything just seemed like so much harder. All I wanted to do was isolate. And all I wanted to do was just remind myself of how lonely I felt. The lowest point that I had gotten to at that point was there was one item that I brought from my home that was my comfort item that I brought into the trailer when we got married, which was my baby blanket. And the lowest point for me was I had brought this baby blanket. And anytime I would feel sad, I would curl up in this baby blanket. This was my piece of comfort. This was like my connection to me and like my identity. I remember one day I picked up that blanket and it had been completely chewed through by rats. And I had felt so disconnected from who I was at that moment. And I felt broken. Now, a lot of people, like I told that to my brothers and they they kind of made fun of me for it because at that point, I, you know, I'd been 21 at that point and I, I didn't need a baby blanket, right? Like that, but it wasn't, it wasn't the fact that like it was the baby blanket. It was the fact that that was my comfort item And that was something that I was using to help me like get through this really hard time. And so thinking about that time and thinking about how lonely and how isolated I felt, I'm reminded of what helped me get through. And when you're in a space like that, as really cliche as it sounds, I mean, you hear all the time, look for the good, look for the good. My good at that point was purely just the fact that my husband didn't leave me which I don't know what that says about me in the bigger picture. But I had told him again and again, I was like, it's okay to leave me like I know I'm a burden right now. And I was giving him every door out that I possibly could because I was just digging myself deeper and deeper and deeper into this hole. And that bit of good for me was the fact that he didn't leave despite how hard it was. And 
despite things continuing to be hard, at least there was that solid foundation that I knew that he wasn't going to leave me for this. And it was okay to be in a hard spot in my life. And that was an experience that I was not used to having. I was used to having people leave me when things felt emotional or when people were in a period of discomfort. My family doesn't know how to handle like emotional conflict and emotional discomfort. And I was just so convinced that he would leave. But at this point, the fact that he didn't leave allowed me to start what eventually ended up being a chain reaction of identifying good things that came after. And it started with, he hasn't left. That's one good thing. And then it moved on to the next. We had a really good date night and my husband hasn't left. Those are two good things. From there, it went on to the other thing. He did something nice for me that made me feel really special. And it was eventually the culmination of all of those compounding things, which allowed me to practice looking for the good and practice identifying good things. Now, from there, when I was able to make that practice of looking for the good, that went kind of hand in hand with looking for opportunity. That was me saying, okay, now that I have built this muscle of looking for good, I know that looking for opportunity is something that I can do. I ended up landing an internship really shortly after with precisely the person that I wanted to work with. And if I had convinced myself and stayed in that place of feeling depressed and feeling sad, I probably would not have gone for that. And I probably wouldn't have given myself the opportunity to really try for that. Now, many of you who know me on a personal level know I have I have feelings about that internship. But the fact was that was that was exactly what I wanted to do for work. That was within the scope of wedding photography, which I eventually ended up making a full career. That job experience was incredibly important to me. And if I hadn't had practiced looking for the good, finding opportunity wouldn't have come. I really put myself in a place of approaching it from a curious mindset. Everything started to feel more fun. It started to feel less personal. And I was able to come to outcomes much quicker because I wasn't bogged down by all this burden on my shoulders. This is something that will take practice, take exercise to do. It's kind of like strengthening your muscles in a way where you're kind of like learning how to get used to this new way of thinking. But when you do that, your world can become infinitely brighter and much more enjoyable. So that's that's one, approaching your world with a radical curiosity. Number two, you really want to make sure that you are identifying any assumptions you have about anything in your life very quickly. Most of the time, whether it be consciously or unconsciously, our mind will lead us to making assumptions about certain things based on previous conclusions that we've come to in life. And some of those things that you are assuming may not be accurate. For example, I have someone that I talked to who was assuming that asking her parents for help in a certain manner wouldn't fly. And I was like, how can you be 100% sure? She's like, well, I just know them. Like, I just know them. They won't be, they wouldn't be willing to help. I was like, well, you know, I understand in your experience that this is a very valid feeling that you're feeling, but like, I'd love for you to give it a try one more time. And I'd like for you to approach it from a place where not only are you curious, but you are just eliminating all those assumptions from your mind. She was floored because the outcome ended up not being what she, she was convinced. 
And my family is that way. Like we, when we have a thought about something, we, you cannot change our mind. We feel that way and we feel it with a burning passion. So that exercise for me and helping her was really powerful for me too, because every time I go into a situation, I have to question is what I'm feeling right now. Is that an assumption? Is that an assumption that I'm making based on past experiences? Am I really viewing what I'm going through, through an objective lens of openness and curiosity. And a lot of times that you will find that when you ask yourself that question, you will identify assumptions that you're making that you have put there in place to protect yourself, right? Like we don't make assumptions because we're assholes, right? Like we're not, we're not doing this just to make our lives more complicated. In some form or another, we've developed these assumptions to protect us, right? By assuming that we won't have a certain opportunity come our way, even when we ask, or when we assume that doors will just close long before they open, those assumptions have served us in one way or another because we felt like, okay, by not even going there mentally, I'm going to be safer for it. And I want to like kind of just extend a hand of invitation to you to just say, it's okay to ask yourself what assumptions that you're making. And it's okay to allow room and space for additional outcomes to kind of come to pass. And you will be so shocked at what 2023 can offer when you stop limiting yourself based on the assumptions that you make. Like I said, I get why you did it and I get why you feel that way. And many of us tend to make assumptions even without even realizing it. But when you're able to identify those assumptions, a lot of the things that you felt stood in your way kind of get out of your way. So that's pretty powerful. Another thing that I wanted to kind of talk about when approaching looking for opportunities is addressing some of the lesser known benefits of the circumstances that are surrounding. And I'll give you an example. So with this recession coming around, there are a lot of people that are really hyper-focused and hyper-fixated on, I'm not going to be making money from my clients. I'm not going to be getting the money that I want to make. And they're focusing on like the big picture, the big fear the big thing at the end of the tunnel that they're dreading the most, when really a lot of times in these situations, there are lesser known benefits that we can tap into. For example, if you are someone that has not gotten any lift off on social media, guess when people spend most of their times on their phones? Economic downturns. People spent more time on their phones during COVID than any other time. And my educated guess is that people during a recession will be looking for an escape and looking for a way to connect with people online. Knowing that that's the case, the lesser known benefit is, okay, maybe I am worried about my year looking like it did last year, but the things that I was struggling with this year, getting seen on social media or getting that visibility If I tap into that and really take that seriously, I really might be able to help my business be better off than it was last year because I'll not only be able to kind of fix the main problem that I was experiencing last year, but my audience in the long run will be much more giving and I'll be able to have even more money from clients when things do become better. So look for the lesser known benefits in your situation. What are the factors at play that you're not thinking about that could potentially be spun in your favor. And guess which girl is leveraging that? Me. My reel that I posted the other day literally has 10 likes. I'm like, guys, <laughs> like, what is this? But I'm, I'm actually really excited and I'm feeling pretty hopeful about it because I'm like, I know myself. I know my capacity. I know that no matter what happens, I know I can take care of myself. 
Because guess what? I have survived 100% of everything that's happened to me so far, and I can do that again. I look back on some of the things that I experienced, both on a personal level and on a business level, where I'm like, I don't know if I could do that right now. That was just a lot. And when we look back on a lot of the things that we have overcome to get to this point, it makes looking for opportunity so much easier. And it just, it grounds you and gives you perspective. Like for example, right now, no matter how difficult I can feel my business is, or no matter what type of challenge can come my way, for me, I would much rather take this right now and be dealing with this type of situation than what I was dealing with eight or nine years ago, where my husband worked a job where we literally had to pick up every six months and move, which meant that every six months, not only would I not know where I would be the next coming six months, not only would I be leaving my friends each and every time, but I would have to start my business completely from scratch over and over and over again. And that might sound like an exaggeration, but that truly was the case. Like his job, he installed security systems. So like we had to go where the opportunity was. And Many people who maybe like have been in military relationships or have military spouses can kind of know what that's like, where it's just like, man, if I could just know where I'm going in a few months, that would make my life so much easier. But I can promise you that part of what I'm able to tackle in the future comes because I developed so much strength during that time. It was rough. I remember how sad I felt. And I remember just feeling at a complete loss. I I don't know if I'll ever be able to start my business again, starting completely from scratch. I don't know if it's worth making new friends each and every single time I move every six months. And it was really easy to get down on myself. I know that there were many times where I was really down on myself. And if you've ever relocated your business, you'll kind of know what I'm feeling where it's just like, wow, I feel like I'm starting completely over and I'm carrying over nothing that I built. But the truth was that that was never the case for me. As much as it felt like that, and as much as it felt like I was starting completely over and completely from scratch, I was never starting completely over because I was starting from experience. And so for you, with what you're experiencing, part of looking for opportunity moving forward is knowing that everything is grounded on the experience that you've built up until this point. And for me, not only was I really able to start from that experience each and every time, but I, I actually got really good at it to where relocating ended up being a specialty of mine. And it ended up being something that I created a resource for. I don't have it on my website right now, but I had it on for a period of time where it was how to relocate your photography business, which could apply really to any business. But at the time, I made it specifically for photographers. But that was something that I know that if I ever had to relocate again, which I might, knock on wood, I know that I'd be okay. You need to know that you are going to be okay. And a lot of the reason why you're going to be okay moving forward is because of all of the experience you've gained along the way. I want to encourage you to think about that every time you feel like you're starting from nothing, because truly we are never starting from nothing. So now for you, my, my words of wisdom for you is you have survived up until this point and you were there for yourself every step of the way. So there's that. And there are some things that you might not be thinking of that could really change and make your business infinitely better in the long run. So what are the lesser known benefits that you're not thinking of? What are the things that you have had limit you in the past? 
that can now be open to you now that you can use to leverage yourself even more. That's like my favorite point. That's what I'm thinking of. And when I told you earlier that I'm not worried, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm like, yo, I am going to use this time to really sow the seeds and make everything better. Because guess what? If everything was good all of the time for you, chances are some of the essential core aspects and fundamentals of why your business is great probably wouldn't have happened because if everything's going well, you would not be challenged to set up some of the more longer sustaining aspects of your business that have served you. So whether you like to admit it or not, the times that things are bad have served you and have allowed you to become better. And those times contribute to your success. I want you to open your mind up to the possibility that even when things aren't going well, you're still kind of winning. It's just not the path you want. And we're all like, dang it, (laughs) I'm stubborn. Ellie, no. And I'm like, listen, the downtimes help us too. So look for the lesser known benefits. And when you're able to kind of think those over, man, does your world become a lot, lot, lot sunnier. The other thing that I want to mention to you guys is going into this year, this time of uncertainty, it's important not to get too attached to how things translate. And I'll give an example. I had a client of mine who she came to me and she's like, you know what? I have this goal to book my dream client. And here's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to look them up on LinkedIn. I'm going to look and see if they're hiring for my position. I'm going to like create some example content for them. I'm going to show it off. I'm going to like write the perfect script and I'm going to send it their way and see if they'd be willing to take on an opportunity with me. And like, I just think that's the perfect plan. And I think that's exactly how we're going to make it happen. And for her, over a period of time, she noticed that she wasn't getting the immediate feedback that she was wanting. She wasn't getting the outcome that she wanted. And she was like, you know what? If I just keep cranking the same way, I know everything's going to work out. She ended up crunching for about six months doing this same strategy. And I was like, girl, would you be open to maybe adjusting your strategy a little bit? Because I think there's still possibility for you to get the outcome, but it sounds like the current method of what you're doing isn't working. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, it's fine. I got this. Another two months go by. Nothing. Then she's like, okay, Ellie, like I, I, I'm at the end of my rope. I'm exhausted. I really know that we can get these clients, but like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And we looked at her process. We looked at the aspect of it. And as I was giving her feedback, she's like, yeah, but like, I really like that. And I think we should keep it. Little did she know that a week after switching that one thing that she was super excited about, she booked a $12,000 client. That was pretty wild for her. And what she realized in that moment was that she had formed an attachment to the how. She really wanted the outcome. And she was like, you know what? This is going to be how I do it. And despite many check-ins and many opportunities to self-reflect, she became really married to how that transpired. And she's like, well, I don't want to change this because I really like this. And it was through that change And it was through changing the method that she got exactly what she wanted. And so the lesson and the moral of that story is if you find yourself getting really attached to how things happen, and maybe it doesn't look exactly like that example, maybe for you, the attachment is you really just sticking to one platform and not being open to trying other platforms. That's another example of getting attached to how things happen. If you feel 
Like you just know how everything's going to go and this is how you do it. And it's a done deal. And you get to attach to that. You'll find that the universe is going to sell you a different story pretty quick. The moment that you end up surrendering is oftentimes the moment that the thing ends up happening. And if it doesn't happen immediately after that, the epiphany that you need to have to make the thing happen ends up happening. This is something that, you know, I had to do a real heavy look at and had a pretty big awakening on pretty recently, actually, because me being a business strategist, I get really totally stoked and jazzed on like the the how and like the structure of, you know, how am I going to do this campaign? Or like, how am I going to structure these ads to get the outcome I want? And being very tactically focused, it happens to me more than I care to admit that I get just deeply attached to the outcomes. And the big breakthrough that I had specifically this year was I, at the beginning of the year, was just absolutely convinced that I knew the message that my audience wanted to hear. I was just like, you know, if I just record short form video saying this and this and this and this, and I post X amount of days, then this is going to be how I hit it. This is going to be how I hit it big. And funny enough, I, on a whim, just had this thought where I was just like, have you thought to question yourself? I know you're the expert, me, but have you ever thought to maybe question or reevaluate your understanding of your audience and maybe open your mind to the possibility that this how isn't working and that the messaging that you are just totally, utterly convinced on isn't aligning. I could have literally just like fallen to the floor in shame because I feel like I totally should have known better. But I realized that the messaging that I had for most of 2022 honestly was aggressive and very forward. And I realized that I was sending the message to my audience that if they did anything in any other way other than the way that I deliberately told them that they were going to fail. And a lot of my audience wanted to try these new forms of marketing out, but they they didn't want to do it how I did it. And so I wasn't opening the door or making it very abundantly clear to them that they don't have to do things the way I do in order to be successful. And so that was a way that I got really attached and super carried away with, well, I'm the expert. Like I know my audience, all, <laughs> all that stuff. So man, did I get a hu- slice of humble pie this year. But the moment that I questioned myself and I said, maybe I'm too attached to the messaging, maybe I could evaluate if my messaging is on point enough. It was at that moment that I had an incredible breakthrough video and I got a ton of followers literally just by softening my message and just really just realigning everything in a way that would resonate more with how they actually felt. And I deliberately sent the message to them saying, you don't have to do things the way I do in order to be successful. So with that being said, what are you attached to? What are the things that you feel like are absolutely non-negotiables that maybe you could revisit? Because chances are, you could be literally on the edge of a breakthrough if you just make one simple tweak. And when you view life in that way, it feels pretty optimistic, right? You don't feel like you have to move mountains anymore to be successful. You can just make these quick tweaks and everything kind of ends up working out as it should. And I do believe in the universe. I do believe that the universe provides. And I hope that you feel that way too, because you deserve to know that good things should happen to you and good things come to those who have really opened themselves up and allowed themselves to be open to feedback and open to new ideas. 
the the whole idea of good things come to those who work hard, I would challenge that notion with, I think good things happen to people that are open and people that are willing to receive and people that allow themselves to not be so tied and tethered down to how things happen, but allow it to happen as, as it should. I want you to also think about going into this year when you're looking for opportunity to avoid putting yourself in a position. And maybe this kind of like tethers a little bit closely with the last point. Whenever I commit to something, I oftentimes have to stop myself when I recognize that I appear to be going through the motions of things and not actually immersing myself in the experience. When you're a business owner and when you're an entrepreneur, you you're in a really special spot, right? Because when you're when you're not working for other people like in an employee situation, you have this beautiful opportunity to insert joy in a ton of situations. And maybe you're like, "Ellie, the same is true being employed." And that could very well be. I haven't done that for so long, but what I can say is that a lot of times when I have my sight set on something, I find myself going through the motions. And if I don't stop myself, I realize that I'm not really fully being immersed in my business as I should and being truly present. And it's those times when you find yourself mindlessly going through the motions and not inserting joy into the situation where you realize that you're just feeling completely out of alignment. And that's when you start not feeling confident. And when everything just more or less starts this vicious cycle of of feeling insecure and doubting yourself, going through the motions is kind of like the death sentence. You want to find yourself in situations where you're constantly catching yourself, switching things up, trying to find ways of making that experience enjoyable for you or intentional for you, and allow yourself to move away from these processes that ultimately lead us to unsatisfactory outcomes. Because I can promise you, with every unsuccessful campaign that I've ever had, it always stemmed from the heels of me being like, okay, this is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you do. And like just being extremely rigid. The best campaigns that I ever launched on an ads perspective have always been when we were open enough to try and something different. I had a client recently who did a launch back in, I think it was September. Yeah, it was like kind of end of September. And I kind of was just like, hey, would you be open to trying to make a few reels about this particular launch? And she had never done reels in this capacity for a launch, or maybe she did, but at least not to the frequency that I was suggesting. I was like, hey, would you be willing to like give this a shot? And she's like, you know what? Like, I don't like it, but like, let's, let's go. And she could see with the data that came on the back end that directly after she posted each of those reels was when she saw the biggest spike in her sales. And that just completely changed the way that she marketed moving forward. And now something that she like literally hated became a necessary component to each of her product launches moving forward. And that was a really massive breakthrough for us. If she had just gone through the motions of doing what she did in every other launch, she wouldn't have reached that outcome or she wouldn't have come to that conclusion to try something new. So stop yourself when you find that you're going through the motions of anything. Ask, how can I insert something new? How can I open my mind up? And how can I put more of myself into this? And you will find that it just pays in dividends each and every time.
now that we're kind of ending on this note, I want to give you guys all of the encouragement that everything that you've been feeling, these feelings of dread the last few months of what am I going to do? Is everything going to be okay? Like what's going to happen? All of these questions and all these foreboding like doom and gloom vibes. I want you to know that your life starts when you look for opportunities and when you know and can recognize and have self-awareness in the tendencies that you have to kind of fall back into bad patterns, you change your life dramatically for the better. I can tell you that I sleep fully well at night no matter what happens because I know that I can always find an opportunity and a silver lining in anything. And I can always spin that and work that in my favor. If you know me personally, you know that I am the queen of spinning something and putting it in my favor. Like if I'm on a sales call, I will straight up take my weakness and turn it into a strength. I posted a reel on that recently. If you want to take a look at that, that one was a pretty fun one. But I am just of this certain mindset that nothing should hold us back ever. It's especially our weaknesses. If you know how to spin something in your favor, and if you know how to look for opportunities, what's holding you back? Literally nothing. And I want you to have that kind of energy in 2023. I want it to be such a massive year for you of impact, intentionality, focus, drive, and most of all joy because we deserve that. We really do. We work hard at what we do. We are devoted to what we do and we deserve to get all of that joy and all of those good vibes that we put into it. So I look forward to watching you crush it this year. Let me know if there was a particular point that reached out to you. I'm also super open to expanding on any of these points, but I just can't wait to see what you guys think. And I'll look forward to talking to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.